This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning. This is Sport Today, your weekday sports news podcast that puts you ahead of the game. I'm Sam Ferris. And I'm Lucy Walken. It's Thursday, the 11th of November. In your Sport Today, New Zealand are through to the World Cup final. Sam Kerr stars for Chelsea. A Carlton player doesn't want the jab. And the Socceroos are back tonight. This is your Sport Today. We start today with the fresh news that New Zealand have upset world number one England in the first T20 World Cup semi-final. The Kiwis are through to their first final and they got some payback as well. Yeah, this was a rematch from the 2019 50-over World Cup final that England won in a super-over when the scores were tied, but there was no need for a super-over this morning. New Zealand's Daryl Mitchell was named player of the match for his 72 not out from 47 balls. He hit the wing runs as the Black Caps chased down the target of 167 with one over to spare. New Zealand lost two early wickets and needed 60 off the last five overs, but Jimmy Neesham hit 27 off just 10 balls and that changed the momentum of the game. He was actually caught on the rope, but Johnny Bairstow's knee was on the rope, so it counted for a six. The same thing happened in the 2019 50 over final, but it was against New Zealand, but not this time. Yep, the roles were reversed this morning. Uh, they're going to play the winner of the second semi final between Australia and Pakistan in Dubai. Pakistan haven't lost yet this tournament, and they hold the edge over the Aussies in T20 cricket as well. Yep, they've played 23 times with Pakistan winning 12 and Australia 9, but at T20 World Cups, it's three wins apiece. The key to this semi-final might actually be which captain wins the coin toss. There have been 10 games in Dubai this World Cup and the team that has batted second has won nine times. Aussie coach Justin Langer said it takes nerves of steel to chase down big totals in finals, but he said he's confident his side can do it because they've been playing an extra batter for most of the tournament. Yep, the Aussies have been going with seven batters and four bowls for most of this tournament. Uh, The match is on at 1am Australian Eastern Daylight Time tomorrow morning. You can watch it on KS Sports, but if you want to sleep in, we'll bring you the result in tomorrow's show. Those T20 World Cup matches have been tough to watch because of the time zone, but cricket fans have at least had some domestic games to watch at a reasonable hour. Those who tuned in to the final day of the Shepherd Shield match between New South Wales and Victoria on Monday, they will have noticed James Pattinson get pretty fired up and he's been fined and suspended because of it. Before we get into it, Sam, can I just quickly point out that my Vicks have beaten your Blues twice already this season? Uh, No, you may not, Lucy. (laughs) (laughs) But Pattinson has been fined his entire match fee and been suspended one game by Cricket Australia for throwing a ball at Blues opener Dan Hughes from close range. Pattinson was aiming for the stumps to force Hughes back into his crease after he blocked it, but he was off target and instead hit Hughes on the foot. Hughes said he was pretty peeved off about it and he and Pattinson exchanged changed some, let's just say, words that were not safe for work. <laughs> the Vicks couldn't get Hughes out, but they did win, and now they'll be without Pattinson for the one day against the Blues on Friday, and that's a blow because he's one of their best bowlers. Yeah, Pattinson has only recently retired from international cricket, so he would have been available to play more for the Vicks. That match starts at 2.35pm local time, and Luce, expect to hear from me if the Blues win. But only if the Blues win. But only if they win, yeah. <laughs> Let's move from one team called the Blues to another. This time it's Chelsea. They won their Women's Champions League match yesterday 7-0 with Matilda's captain Sam Kerr scoring two goals. 
yeah, I couldn't take my eyes off her yesterday morning, Sam, when I was watching this one. And as you said, Kerr scored two goals and had two assists as well as Chelsea beat Swiss club Servette. It's a big result because it puts Chelsea on top of their group halfway through the group stages of the Champions League and it improves their goal difference as well. It also means Kerr will be in good form for when the Matildas play the US Women's National Team later this month in Sydney and then in Newcastle. Kerr has also been nominated for the Women's Ballon d'Or, which is a awarded to the best player in the world that year. Only problem is if she wins, she won't be able to go to the ceremony in Paris because it's right in the middle of the two games against the US. Someone should go in a place, Luce, if she wins. Uh, are you willing to take that bullet? I mean, I'm always up for a big fancy event, so I could do it. Okay. Well, <laughs> if Sam can't go, Lucy, you're in. Uh, today's trivia question brought to you by the EPL Live app, which has all the football news and scores you could want. Who won the 2019 Women's Ballon d'Or? There was no water in 2020. You got a clue for us, Luce? She dyed her hair pink that year and she's been rocking it ever since. Very good clue. A bit less cryptic than what Martin gives Lucy, but a uh, good clue nonetheless. Find out the answer at the end of the show. I promise you this isn't intentional, but we've got another Blues story. This one is about Carlton in the AFL and player Liam Jones. He reportedly doesn't want to get vaccinated. And this is a big deal because he would be the first AFL player to be against getting jabbed. We haven't heard from Carlton or the AFL, so there's nothing official yet, but reports out of Melbourne are saying it's Jones. He's played 79 games for the Blues and he's considered one of their key defenders. All Victorian-based players must have two doses of a COVID vaccine by November 26, which is in line with the Victorian government mandates. Until they're vaccinated, players won't be able to train with their teammates or use club facilities, and unvaccinated players can even be sacked, but not until March 18. Adelaide Crows AFLW player Denny Van Hagen has been moved to the club's inactive list for this season because she refuses to get vaccinated and she could lose her job as a nurse as well. There were two players who tested positive for COVID yesterday, an AFLW player at Carlton and Hawthorne AFL player Finn McGuinness. Both are vaccinated and their close contacts have returned negative results. There'll be plenty more news on this in the coming days, so stay tuned. Those who tuned in yesterday will remember us talking about the scuffle in the NBA between Denver's Nikola Jokic and Miami's Markeith Morris. Well, both players got ejected and now the league has handed down their punishments. Jokic has been suspended one game, which is worth about $300,000. Morris got fined $68,000 and his Heat teammate Jimmy Butler got a $40,000 fine for trying to escalate the matter and for not cooperating with security. In case you missed it, Morris fouled Jokic hard late in the game on Monday Jokic then retaliated, shouldering Morris hard in the back, which led to some pushing and shoving and both players being ejected. Heat coach Eric Spolstra called Jokic's hit dirty. Jokic himself said it was stupid, but legend Shaquille O'Neal had no problem with it. Even though it's one game, it's a big loss for Denver because Jokic is the reigning MVP. Yep, he's going to miss the game against Indiana later today. V8 Supercars champion Jamie Winkup is set to notch up his 250th round start this weekend at Eastern Creek and it's being reported that the Supercars want to promote the occasion by taking him back to one of his most infamous moments. Be warned, it involves snakes. 
Yeah, I don't know about this one, Sam, but back in 2019, <laughs> Wincup was at Tronga Zoo in Sydney for a media day after he just signed a three-year extension with Red Bull. But before he could answer any questions, he had a photo with a hungry python. The snake bit his hand and held on for two minutes. The snake was not venomous and Wincup carried on and did all of the interviews. The Daily Telegraph is reporting the supercars want to take the Wincup back to Taronga. We'll have to wait and see if that happens. I don't know if I'd be going... I don't really like snakes, Sam. Yeah, the vision is pretty graphic. I'll put a link to a video of Wink Up and the snake in the episode notes. Uh, snakes, uh, not one for me. No, 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 not for me either. <laughs> Time for Catch This, the stuff that caught our eye on what's coming up. And Lucy, it's all about the Socceroos tonight. It's all about the Socceroos when they take on Saudi Arabia tonight. It's been 763 days since the Socceroos last played in Australia. If they win, they're going to go top of the table in their World Cup qualifying group. The Aussies have also won their last three matches against Saudi Arabia, but Saudi Arabia have won their last eight matches. It's going to be on at 8.10 Australian Eastern Daylight Time, and you can watch it on Network 10. Yeah, I'll definitely be tuning in for that big game for the Socceroos. Uh, The answer to today's trivia question brought to you by the EPL Live app. Who was the last winner of the women's Ballon d'Or? Lucy, you said this person had pink hair. It's Megan Rapinoe, the star US women's national team forward. Yep, she's not going to be out here for the games against the Matildas, but uh, she hasn't retired just yet. Norway's Arda Heigenberg was the first winner of the women's Ballon d'Or back in 2018. All right, that's it for us today. Enjoy a big night of Aussie sport and we'll catch you again tomorrow.